0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin. Proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. But Jesus was hidden and left the temple area. As we inch closer and closer to the celebration of the suffering and death of Jesus, things get more and more somber. Today, Judica, Sunday, which comes from the introit that we sang today, Vindicate, or to judge, it's the beginning of Passion Tide. And starting today, we omit the praise of the Trinity, the doxology, and the Gloria Patri. And it's because of this last line in our gospel, Jesus was hidden, that at least in the historic lectionary, uh, the cross is veiled beginning today. The cross is the most recognizable symbol for Christians. And though it, the cross, though it promised a, a, a terrible fate, we recognize it as a sign of hope. Though as an instrument of torture, we recognize it as a sign of joy. Though it was used for death, we recognize it as a sign of life. Though really it is ugly and gruesome, we see it as beautiful. The cross is how we know of God. Luther said once that something to the effect of, if you want to know God, look at the man on the cross. You can't know God apart from Christ crucified. It's in the cross, in the death of God, that we see the glory of God. That doesn't make any sense. Glory is is high renown or or honor uh, by notable achievements. Death, as a wrongly condemned criminal on the worst of all torture devices, is not by any definition glorious. It's the ultimate paradox But here is the comfort of Christianity. The less glorious our faith seems, the more glorious it actually is. The more Christ seems hidden, the closer he actually is. The more I recognize my sin, the greater God is working in me. And this is not what we expect. We expect that the more we seek our own glory, the closer we get to God. The more virtuous I am, the more pious I can be, the more humble I am, the more I must be honored in the sight of God. This was the thought, the faith of the Jews who are arguing with Jesus in our gospel lesson. They put their good works, their virtues, their faith in between them and God. They believed they could know God not by faith, but by works. In order to bolster themselves, they're trying to find some error, some fault, some sin in Jesus. They're doing everything they possibly can to try to trap him so they have something to condemn him with. Earlier, they would brought to him a woman caught in the act of adultery, for which the law required such a person be stoned to death. They want Jesus to say, good job, you guys, good job finding a big sinner. But instead, Jesus replies, let the one who is without sin be the first to cast a throne, or cast a stone. And so one by one, they all leave, so that finally only the woman is left, and Jesus tells her, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Jesus judges this woman, even though she was guilty, as though she were innocent. Meanwhile, those who, who brought her to be to be stoned, to be convicted, to be judged, judge themselves as innocent. These Jewish leaders are self-vindicating, they're self-justifying. The law was in place to reveal sin, to show sin. But they're using it to show how righteous they are. Salvation could not be attained by the law, and yet these Jewish leaders believe that's exactly how it comes. They made the kingdom of God into an exclusive club. You've got to be one of the good old boys. And best of all, they've got Abraham as their direct blood relative. The patriarch of patriarchs is their ancestor, their father. You couldn't get any closer to God than that. We do this all the time, too. We self-vindicate. We self-justify. I'm on the right side of history. I care about people. I believe in science. I'm not one of those snowflakes. I'm not immoral. I read God's word and do what it says. I know what's right and wrong. I go to church. I'm one of Abraham's children. I belong to Abraham. We constantly seek our own glory. But Jesus exposes how far from God those who seek their own glory are. He says, whoever belongs to God listens to what God says. The reason you do not listen is that you do not belong to God. Seeking one's own glory is to drive a wedge between you and God. It's to put your own good works or your holiness or your faith between you and God. And it's at this point that Christ is hidden from us not by his will or his doing but by ours we hide christ when we believe we deserve his honor jesus tells the jews i do not seek my own glory but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge only god is judge not not us God judges on the basis of, not on the, not on the basis of works, but on faith. Children of Abraham, if they really were children of Abraham, should have known this. Jesus had said earlier, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. What is the work of Abraham? Faith. Not how good he was, not, not his family name. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Genesis 15, 6. Abraham believed that even in his old age, in his lack of glory, that God would grant him a son and be glorified. Abraham believed that that God would bless all the families of the earth through his seed. And when God asked him to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, Abraham believed that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Abraham believed God that God alone justifies and saves. And Jesus then gives the promise that Abraham received. Amen, amen, I tell you. If anyone holds on to my word, that is, believes by faith, he will certainly never see death. Jesus is promising the free gift of eternal life. But the Jews don't want it. If God saves... That means they don't have glory. They have sin. And they want glory more than they want God to have glory. So they spit back, Abraham is dead. Who do you think you are? Now they dishonor Jesus and Abraham, who they claimed. Exactly as God had said would happen to Abraham in our, gospel, or in our Old Testament lesson from Genesis. They are bringing a curse upon themselves. They were dishonoring Abraham because they consider Abraham to be dead. But Abraham is not dead. In saying this, they're denying the resurrection of the dead. They're denying that God is not the God of the dead, but God is the God of the living. This is the very thing that Abraham believed thousands of years before, the resurrection of the dead. So Jesus says, Your father Abraham was glad that he would see my day. He saw it. And rejoice. Jesus means that Abraham's death was his entrance into eternal life. Abraham wasn't sad that he didn't get to see his descendants before he died, or he didn't get to see the, the blessing promised through his seed that God promised to him. By faith, Abraham did see it. By faith, Abraham, the, the death of Jesus is received by Abraham as the greatest gift, and it fills him with joy. By faith, Abraham can see the result of Jesus' death and and what the sacrifice of his own son was pointing to. Abraham can see that the death of Jesus is the vindication, the declaration of forgiveness, uh, uh, of, of righteousness to the entire world, to all the families of the world. Abraham rejoices in the death of Jesus. For us, we mistake the somberness of Good Friday sometimes for sadness. But really, Good Friday is is just that, good. It's the death of Jesus. It's our joy. Because the death of God is our life. The Jews replied, you aren't even 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, amen, amen, I tell you. Before Abraham was, I am. And they picked up stones to throw at him. Just as they had brought a a woman caught in adultery to be stoned earlier, now they want to stone Jesus. Why? For blasphemy. Blasphemy is, is to misuse God's name, whereby you call yourself God. The very first time God revealed his name was to Moses at the burning bush. God said, I am who I am, Yahweh. God himself uh, calls himself the God of Abraham and says to Moses, this is my name forever. He is without beginning and without end. He just is. So when Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am, this means that Jesus calls himself Yahweh, the name that only God could say about himself. Jesus was the one who spoke to Moses in the burning bush. Jesus was the God of Abraham. So Jesus knows exactly that Abraham rejoiced. For Abraham as he was on the way to Mount Moriah to sacrifice his son Isaac, God must have felt far away. For three days, while Abraham and Isaac are on their way up the mountain, it was as if his son was dead. But it's through this that God is closest to him, even revealing his glory. Christ himself, the Lamb of God, speaks to Abraham and offers a substitute to offer instead of Isaac. And through faith, Abraham saw the day of Christ. And Abraham now lives forever. These Jewish people, because they have no faith, Jesus is hidden from them. And such is the irony of Christianity. For three days, after Jesus is dead, it seems God has hidden himself from us but in that, the glory of God is found. When we experience loss, we actually have hope. When we experience pain, we can actually be joyful. When we die or experience death, we look beyond it to life, to the resurrection. When we are sinners, Christ died for us. When it feels as if God is hidden from us, He's with us. Jesus is. He is I am. He exists forever and is everywhere. But he also puts himself in some very specific places for you. And so we must be like Abraham. By faith. By faith we see the day of the Lord when we hear the preaching of the gospel. By faith we rejoice in Christ's day when we remember our baptism. By faith, we receive new life, the resurrection, when we receive the Lord's Supper. Through these means, we we truly learn to know who God is. We learn to know our God. And we're glad to hear the message of the cross, Christ crucified for sinners, because it is the glory of God. His blood eradicates your sin. It removes death from you. And, and so the divine body and blood of Christ that you receive in the Lord's Supper is the medicine of immortality. So keep this word of Christ. Believe it. Receive the glory of Christ which he gives you in his body and blood. Own it as your own. And you will know God. And you will certainly never see death. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.